Welcome to Trailer Therapy, a podcast about trailers, media, and entertainment hosted by two best frenemies. Hey, I'm your host, Brian McKinney, along with my fellow host, Brian Wynn. Hi, I'm Brian Wynn. Welcome back to another session of Trailer Therapy. We're back, baby. You know, welcome back. We have that on every single one of our episodes, and it, you know, it, you know, it's like, hey, we've been gone for a week, but you know what? This is the longest we've been gone, which was two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, um, it's like two weeks, two weeks and a couple days. So we're coming in, coming in hot. Yeah, December. No, it's it's December. It's uh the busiest time of year in in all different facets whether it's our family lives you know we both have uh, loaded families with holidays and and trips and stuff and on top of that it's always that last holiday rush of seeing all these crazy trailers drop at the same time preparing for the spring season you know we got the spring and summer season that's coming up and honestly that's it's uh makes up a lot of december and january for some of the publishers out there so we are you know, trying to keep busy, but at the same time, feeling a little bit of that pressure. And uh, we are super stoked to be back and super stoked to be able to kind of make time to be able to talk to everyone here. Because this, you know, it's funny because I feel like I get hit up a lot more for our podcasts than really anything else. Um, you know, I always get those kind of straggler emails or straggler messages and stuff like that, where they kind of, they reference and even quote some of the stuff that we say, um, on this podcast. So I, I, I'm super stoked and super honored that, you know, anyone's even listening. And we said that from the beginning, we're like, man, if 20 people listen, we'll be stoked, you know? So. Absolutely. It's an honor to, to be able to do this almost every week with, with you guys. And, uh, you know, there's going to be times where we're just busy. And Brian, you live on the, the West Coast. I live in the Middle Coast. And we're three hours apart. We've got families and jobs. And it's just super difficult to find that perfect time. So, you know, we're here for you whenever we yeah. can be. We'll do better. Yeah, like we, you know, in the new year, we're, we're definitely going to try to come up with a little bit more of a concrete. For a little while there, we were playing catch up every single week where the deadline of when we would uh, record these would get closer to when they actually come out to the point where we would record it at like 10 p.m. at night and then it would drop like an hour later you know i would be editing right up till to midnight my time to try yeah. to get it out and you know it's yeah. maybe so, not the, the healthiest thing that we could do but <laughs> so we've we've learned that uh somewhere down the line that there was going to be a little bit of a reset so that we can get back to this point, you know? It's, so It's difficult because we're, we try to be a topical podcast in the sense that we discuss new trailers every week. So, you know, a lot of podcasts can be like, oh, let's record five episodes and yeah. then, you know, we'll, we'll put them out every week as we're on vacation because they're just talking about, you know, whatever they talk about. Um, so it's a little bit harder for us to do that. I think maybe we'll try to do some where we're just focusing on some themes that are a little more timeless and uh you know we might leave out the the uh, trailer therapy trailer report trademarked and uh yeah like try it it'd that be way. nice yeah like for something like that like it's definitely based on if let's say everyone kind of wanted it and we can up the output of the podcast because we can always double up on q and a's and stuff that 
is kind of timeless and we can easily drop those on Fridays, yada, yada, so that, you know, there's always consistent content. But like, like, like McKinney said, it's a topical thing where a lot of the times we're like, okay, we can't really film until Friday sometimes because we, we need want some trailers enough to drop. trailers. Yeah. yeah. We want enough trailers to drop, which there has been just like, honestly going through this, even in just the last seven days, there's been so many trailers. So we're pretty stoked just because if we kind of left it off at a couple weeks ago, we wouldn't have had as much, as much material, I guess, yeah. as now. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we will dive into it, but you know, I got to catch up with my uh, boy McKinney here. How's, how's life been? Life's been good. I spent all day yesterday driving to Florida <laughs> from Indiana and it was, I referred to my car as Noah's Ark because it was me, three dogs and two bunny rabbits. And one of my dogs is over on the floor uh, dreaming. So you're going to hear her barking at, at her dreams occasionally, nice. but you know, that happens. Um, and then my family's going to fly out on Friday. So like we need a car down here and we want our stuff down and we want our animals and everything. Yeah. And you know, we're down here for like three weeks or so, but we can't fit all the people and all the animals. So, you know, it's nice to just, I'll just drive out and then they'll fly and then I'll drive back and they'll fly and it makes it a little bit easier. So I had a long day and I've been playing catch up today, trying to get some work done. You know, there's been a lot of briefs coming in, which is fun, but mm. I know they're not cutting necessarily over the holiday. So I think everyone's just trying to get all their stuff ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, like I just got I got off a call with a client literally right before we started filming. I had to like postpone filming for like a couple minutes while I was finishing that up. And they were saying that they were initially planned to take next week off entirely for, you know, the holidays. And um, when I was talking to them, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of stuff. Like, are you guys still taking a break? And they're like, we don't know anymore. Yeah. Like, we don't know if we're going to be working over the weekend to the following week. And we're not entirely sure. It depends on, I guess it depends on if they're, if everything's in a good place on Friday, we might have Christmas off, you know? So <laughs> no pressure, but if you like mess up this custom, we might have to work on Christmas, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because now I feel like for some people, they might have felt it. There was a little bit of that, um, residual from the strike, you know, it was kind of catching up where they're like, wait, yeah. there's not as many projects in the atmosphere, you know? And maybe it's that coupled together with the holiday so where it feels like there's that little dip, there's that little dip in slow time and stuff, but you know, there isn't a shortage on trailers because they're just, they are just pumping out now. Like literally every day I go on YouTube and I refresh and it's just like another trailer. <laughs> so when it, whenever I've got like a big spot that I know is dropping and I'm constantly refreshing YouTube to see if it's dropped and then, you know, to make sure that our stuff actually landed. Cause yeah. as you know, we don't really know like, yeah, they could tell us, yeah, it's locked. It's, it's dropping or whatever. But until we hear yeah. our music on it on YouTube, then we don't really know. And so, you know, I do the refresh, refresh, refresh. And, yeah. um, especially with something like five nights at Freddy's, for example, there's yeah. just so many fan trailers for Five Nights at Freddy's. It was insanity going through being like, oh, is this our spot? Oh, no, that's a fan trailer. Just, no, that's a fan trailer. And so, yeah, yeah just get, logging on to YouTube and looking at the like trailers tab that I've got. And it's just like, 
I don't, are these fan yeah. edits? Are these real trailers? There's 8,000 trailers right now, and I don't know what's real or what's not, but I'm going to find out. <laughs> yeah, that's literally my strategy because it's hard because as much as clients can tell you, it's like, hey, this is locked. This is going to go through. You got to take that with a grain of salt. Sometimes you just got to wait to see if it comes out. And sometimes you might be afraid to ask because right. you're opening this Pandora's box of them saying, oh, yeah, it died. You know, and you yeah. want to dream another day. Right. It's, so you're just like Schrodinger's gonna... cat. It's, you know, yeah. the, the trailer is both alive and not alive until it yeah, drops. Exactly. Exactly. You know, <laughs> that's a shirt right there. <laughs> Customs. <laughs> um but yeah, so like, yeah, the, um, my strategy is it's funny because marketing companies actually go on Twitter or X now. They post on there a lot more on updates. And for some reason, people have just crazy insights on 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 Twitter <laughs> where they're just like, this trailer's dropping on this day. It's been rated. It's this long. And I'm like, oh, or sometimes they'll be like, yeah, this trailer incorporates a remix of yada yada. I'm like, oh, I did a remix <laughs> of that. Is that ours? You know, so it's it's cool. And then I, I did a retrospective of my 2023 year um, this past week. And it, it is really true what I said that every single finish, even now, is the same as it was when I first started where I'm refreshing YouTube, even if it's for another, it's like, you know, it's for a custom that someone else did in our company. But I'm like mm -hmm. so giddy to see it, you know, because it, one, it's a physical manifestation of our work on a project. It's a confirmation of not just, you know, from a financial standpoint, but it's a confirmation or a validation of our of our skill to incorporate our music into something that's like a hundred, two hundred, three hundred million dollar movie, you know. So I don't know. It's cool. Um, I dig it. I'm I'm in it, you know. And I feel like I'm uh, I'm always super stoked to see everything coming out from everyone. It's funny, you know. I think we're gonna talk about this a little bit more when we get to the the main topic. So uh, <laughs> let's say, let's save a little bit of that because I definitely, you know, that's. A lot of that is why we're in trailers, um, yeah. which kind of ties into all of it. So, yeah, let's save some of that and tell me what's up with you, man. You know, it's uh, it's literally what? It's like a week. No, just a little under a week till Christmas. And uh, it's it's getting more intense in the house. I feel like every day I'm seeing a new decoration being put up. And we actually slacked this year. We were supposed to uh, get lights up outside. Uh, we moved into this house last year and we didn't do it. And now it's like Christmas is right around the corner and we still don't have lights up. So we're just like, you know what? Better luck next year. Just so because... are like the neighbors <laughs> mad or is it just a personal thing? It's just a personal thing. Okay. I think uh, it, it's, it's hard. I think that our neighborhood is like a mix of uh, a lot of busy new parents and yeah. uh, older people. So older people are kind of just tired of doing it and the newer <laughs> families are too tired to do it. So we have like one or two really, really decorated house coupled together by houses like us where we just have like a wreath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we go overboard, but um, because my house is so tall, because it's like a yeah. Cape, I don't know, Cape Cod style or something. It's like a Sears kit house from the 40s. And it's two stories with a, like an attic crawl space thing. So it's super tall and I don't want to go on a ladder to put up Christmas lights. Yeah. But, you know, I, we talk about this all the time. We just we go overboard on decorations. So there's no lack <laughs> of decorations. They're just not Christmas lights. Yeah, totally. Uh, I posted a picture on my Instagram uh I think of the, the brash Instagram, maybe that's the only one I would use of our 13 foot tall Jack Skellington with his Santa Claus outfit. You're crazy. And then, You're just uh, 
my wife and kids made a, uh, you know, they're like all into Taylor Swift and friendship bracelets. And like a couple of them have been to the shows and the, the movies and they do the bracelet trading, all that stuff. They made a gigantic bracelet out of styrofoam balls and um, like letters. And it in the my backyard, in that same picture I'm referencing, it says Tis the Damn Season, which is apparently a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> so, yeah, man, we're, we're out there. We're wild. <laughs> Yeah, you go hard. <laughs> We're those people. Yeah, but other than that, just been uh, in my downtime. I I've been watching. I've been catching up on some movies just because I feel like I've been kind of slacking a little bit because of my One Piece obsession. Um, you know, it's funny. I got so many One Piece gifts from from composers. Um, <laughs> yeah, you I'm rocking your wallet. Uh, yeah, I'm rocking a new One Piece wallet. A new, uh, I got some statues now that I have to put up. It's just, it's, it's, it's seriously. I think it's my personality now, and I'm, <laughs> like, I'm sorry to everybody because it's like my most toxic trait is that I'm just trying to get everyone to watch it. Um, but then I watched, uh, I finally watched that movie. Uh, what was it? Uh, it was with Julia Roberts. Pretty woman. Uh, Ethan Hawke, Julia Roberts oh, on Netflix. The world left world behind of yeah, to come. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's like the world there's, behind. There's like six movies right now with like what's the world to behind come left. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched it. I know it. what you're talking about. Was... My wife watched it. She said that it was interesting, but I might not like it because it was a little bit slow. Um yeah. They don't really um, show well, we don't need to spoil the, <laughs> the movie for everybody listening. It was fine. Just don't look at my letterbox review, I guess, of it because it's 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 fine. It's not, I'm not very kind to it, but it's also, I, I'm always, I always think about the, uh, the unproportional amount of, uh, funds going to one movie, but not another. Yeah. And a movie might get so much more money. And I'm like, why? And this is one of those examples. I watched it, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a fun holiday watch with the fam, but it was fine. <laughs> Nice. I've been watching, I watched Reacher, which was awesome, but it's only the first three episodes, which is annoying. Yeah. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of stuff in the background, but primarily I've been trying to finish Billions, which I've been watching on Paramount Plus. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I got through the first season when it was on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as they took it off, I'm like, oh, it looks like I'm done watching it. You know, I guess yeah. I don't know what happens to Axel after that. I got <laughs> I got Paramount Plus to watch um, uh, Picard, the final season of Picard, which was rad. Uh, and I'm like, I can't get rid of it because I keep watching like different Star Trek shows and then billions. And there's like so many billions. And then um, yeah, my wife and I started watching uh, Yellow Jackets. And, you know, there's actually some really great content. I heard Yellow Jackets is a good one. Paige keeps telling me to watch it and I have yet to watch it. And I heard it's great. You know, um, yeah, I wanted to get, you know, Paramount Plus. Uh, I just I haven't. And it's mainly because i just can't justify like i even could justify peacock because i use it at least once a month you know yeah. for something so i'm like i can justify that but like i feel like once i finish i don't know once i finish picard like that's it <laughs> yeah. you know so but yeah man uh that's about it um been watching movies here and there just a lot of holiday movies at this time of year but then oh yeah uh, sam yeah so that's it i actually haven't really been playing anything either i've literally just been <laughs> It's sad. Literally, my life is work and then One Piece. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I wish we had a One Piece dedicated Discord. <laughs> I wish I knew enough about it to do a podcast. You, 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 one, yeah. Me, 
one need podcast to. per issue of the book. We'd be There's around for three hundred and eighty years. <laughs> yeah. There's a thousand episodes, so we're good. Um, but yeah, other than that, since we've been gone for about fourteen days of our last <laughs> posting, there has been like a thousand trailers that dropped. So lead us off on the neck on the new trailers that are out. A lot of trailers dropped. And you know, I wrote this outline three weeks ago. And uh, <laughs> I've had to change it a bunch of times because, like, the topic changed and we had a guest yeah. and couldn't work that out. Uh, and then, like, so we're going back in time a little bit. But one that I wanted to talk about was Bob Marley's One Love trailer mm-hmm. for Paramount. And that was AV Squad with music by No More Heroes. Yeah. It's, I don't have it's a ton a to sleep- say about it. It's just a, it's, it's good, about time. You know? um, yeah. It's about time Bob Marley got a movie. <laughs> he needed a biopic. It's it's funny because I was talking to my niece and she's like true Gen Zer and she listens to everything uh, in, you know, in her generation. And I showed her this trailer of Bob Marley, One Love, and she was just like, I don't know who this is, but do they have music on Spotify? And I can I can totally tell that Bob Marley's about to get blown oh, yeah. up on Spotify oh, yeah. once this movie drops. And, you know, just I don't know. I you know, when people talk about, uh, man, they keep rehashing things where they keep doing these biopics and where they can do like an original idea. I think it's a great, I, I think of it like art. It's like, it's, uh, conserving, uh, preserving art, you know, it's, it's, it's retelling these things for a new generation. Whereas this might not be aimed for us. This might not be aimed for the, the, the biggest Bob Marley fan, but think about how many people got into Johnny Cash after walk the line came out, you know? Yeah. So, or walk hard. For that matter, the Dewey Cox yeah. story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's like, you know, it'd be interesting because a lot of people get introduced to new music through media, through other forms of media, not just like, oh, what's on their Spotify hot list. It's kind of like, oh, watch this movie. Sometimes they'll find it from the trailer. They're like, oh, that song on that trailer was really good. I'm going to look yep. for that song. Yeah, it's funny. You know, I'm like going through my kids' Spotify playlist sometimes. And I'm like, my kids all listen to 90s and 80s music. And it's because of Stranger Things. You know, so yeah. I'm like, or like, the, you know, we've got this fan that has a, a Bluetooth speaker in it in our bathroom I just redid. And like, yeah, they'll be in the bath playing music over the speaker and it'll be like the Pixies and like Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm like, wow, my kids are awesome. But I mean, obviously yeah. a lot of like Taylor Swift and new stuff too that I don't know what it is, but. Hey, you know, they just got to do enough to stay socially not outcasted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, they just got to be enough where, you know, I feel it. I get it. It you can't know, all I, be the Smiths. <laughs> yeah, be exactly. ostracized. No, yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, that was a great trailer. I think it's 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 a classic. It feels good. It it makes you feel good. It makes you like. It make it allows fans to remember why they like Bob Marley, and it allows new people to kind of jump into it. Um, I had, I haven't heard too much about No More Heroes, so uh, I'm excited that um, you know, a, not your typical yeah, it's <laughs> nice to. <laughs> No offense to Totem, you know, all those homies, but it's it's nice yeah. to have someone else's name to throw out there occasionally. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm tired of saying Totem and Cavalry on everything. So <laughs> but we nice are going nice to say it. <laughs> We're going to say it at least a few more times this time. Yeah. Um, what's, the, what's the next trailer? Next one is uh, exciting and it kind of falls in line with what we were actually talking about. And it's Beverly Hills Cop, Axel F. Cut by AV Squad and music by JDM. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, I remember uh, I pulled up the Beverly Hills Cop theme and my wife's like, oh, that's the crazy frog song. <laughs> I'm like, that's the Beverly Hills Cop theme. And she was adamant that it was the it was the crazy frog song. <laughs> yeah, I imagine so. it is the crazy frog song. Oh, it is. It's just a sample. Yeah, they just sped it up and, you know, and he just sings over it. Yeah, it's a great trailer. I showed that trailer actually today to my mom uh, Mm. because she she watched all the Beverly Hills Cop movies when they came out, you know, initially. And she's like, wow, Eddie Murphy looks the same. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I rewatched the the three original movies uh, within the past few months on Peacock or Paramount Plus. They're on one of the two. Yeah. but to to like date myself, I had a Commodore sixty four computer. It was the first computer I ever got when I was a little kid. Yeah, and my parents got it for me because I was a little twerp and didn't want to go to my Christmas concert at school. And they like were they bribed me. They're like, "Well, what do you want?" I said, "I want a computer." <laughs> and so I got this computer. And one of the programs I had on it was a floppy disk called Axel F. And then you put it in. And it plays like the Commodore bit chip tune theme song. Dun, 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 dun. But the uh, there was like this like ASCII artwork, you know, and I think it was like, I think it was the Terminator. So it was really bizarre. But <laughs> I, I, yeah, I loved that song before I even saw the movies a couple of years later. Yeah, I, I think I got introduced to it from Crazy Frog, the theme. So then when I actually <laughs> watched the movie, I was like, oh, yeah. Okay, this is where it came from. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like when uh, people watch Glee and they just thought Don't Stop Believing by Journey was just written by Glee. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah, that was a great That's trailer. Netflix. I don't know if I mentioned that. So yeah, that's going to be exciting to watch on Netflix in a couple months. Yeah. You know, I, I get stoked. I know a lot of people are like, you know, preserve cinema, all that stuff. It's great. Uh, I, I completely, I completely agree. But there's something to be said about like just straight up having a, um, you know, just having these movies ready to go, especially when I was a new dad and my kid was like, what? Yeah. A couple months old or something like that. It was just like, it was so hard to get to the theater that year. Uh, like my kid was six months when the COVID started and HBO just dropped all the movies. Day one, Warner mm-hmm. Brother films. I was like, I've never seen so many movies in a year. And they were like, Dune, Suicide Squad, yada, 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 yada. And I was able to watch them first day at home. It was amazing, you know? So I, I'm stoked. I will definitely watch it. Heck yeah. I love love that movie. Or I love those movies. Yeah. Um, and it's on it's on Netflix or NetMax, as I like to call it now. <laughs> Netflix Net, just got Net all the, the Max shows. Um, yeah. All, all the DC movies. and Yeah, it's funny because every time I turn on netflix to go on one piece um it always shows up with something new from hbo like you want to watch like, new release <laughs> yeah. Yeah. black adam new release. Gods. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i'm good i'm good i'll watch it on max that i pay yeah. for <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um but yeah all right well what's the next trailer the next trailer we could do like a whole bit but it's if yeah yeah if the teaser for if uh, that's Paramount, and mm-hmm. it was cut by Transit with music by, I don't want to say it. Yeah, well, we got to. Totem. Music by go, Totem. <laughs> yeah, Good we job, need a sound dudes. bit 
we need a sound bit every time we have to say their name, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that says for everyone else. Everyone else, this was totally... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was great. It's it's one of those trailers. You know, it's funny because, um, you know, us being in the industry, we always kind of we kind of know what movies are dropping and it was actually a movie that I was just like genuinely surprised. About. I'm like, wow, Ryan Reynolds looked what? And like, they dropped a teaser the day beforehand. It was like John uh-huh. Krasinski. I'm like, what movie is this? Like yeah. I, I, was, I was like <laughs> such a consumer at that point. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. One of my um, composers was like, oh, I, I hope it's our track that we did a custom for. Um, they're, they're like, it's called if I'm like, what, what's called if, you know, like yeah. I, I didn't know what he was talking about. I'm like, yeah. if is a movie. <laughs> is that a code name? <laughs> and then I, googled if like nothing's coming up on google for if so then i had to be like if movie <laughs> you know upcoming and then yeah i figured yeah. it out and then the trailer dropped a few seconds later um, there you go man <laughs> yeah man it's like i guess it's about an imaginary friend or something yeah it, it it's the perfect use of that kind of customizations or that kind of custom track really mm-hmm. it's, a, it's this grand scheme of life it, it it does seem like it does have musical elements into it but they but like it's great when you actually get to do like a custom track over like a musical and all that because it's already set up the, the movie itself is already kind of set up like yeah. it and it's very set up in a very slow drawn cinematic way to kind of allow music to breathe and they were able to utilize that the cut was great the music was great it was a good trailer i think it's very on brand it's very close to it reminds me of the spirited um mm-hmm. teaser and trailer campaign um with 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 ryan reynolds and it falls in line with that but it's like it's already hard enough to kind of make a good movie then you got to make a movie with a lead that's a a younger with not a ton of cgi experience i think the only thing that this main actress is was in before this was walking dead oh yeah um so this is like a big departure from that and then it's just a bunch of mocap suits and it's musical (laughs) on top of it there's dancing yeah dance around and talk to this tennis ball on a stick yeah exactly so like it it, you know it looks it looks good it looks like a fun movie um you know other than that there was we'll we'll, we'll, we'll kind of streamline this uh to an extent with some highlights we got kung fu panda 4 oh yeah which was yeah that was the trailer finally dropped I knew this trailer truck because I saw Hans Zimmer share it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I usually find out if, if Hideo Kojima posts on Instagram. That's how I find out when stuff drops. Yeah, exactly. Hideo just like just shares it, but um, but it's random. It's just a random image with no text, so it's yeah. all, always out of context. And then I need to like research. What is he talking about? It, exactly so uh kung fu panda 4 that was cut by inside job which is universal's in-house team and the custom was by phoenician order music Mm. great job to you guys you guys are killing it this year and then the opening uh use uh a cue from score a score by matt bettinson which love him it's great there's like maybe one or two others do you know the other ones that were on that was there Okay, yeah. there was various various group catalog. I just you guys can tweet at us, but yeah, I was yeah. like, I kept I was on Facebook and I kept seeing like our new music in <laughs> Kung Fu Panda Four, our new music and I oh, know it's our new music too. Yeah, it's everyone's. It was music. one of those yeah. where there's a lot of different elements. Worked. It was. It's fun. I can't wait to see what the rest of the campaign is like. I haven't heard Seven Nation Army in a trailer since GI Joe, where they used the Glitch Mob <laughs> remix version of it. Um, and that was dope then, and this was dope now. Um, other than that, we had Dune Part 2, Trailer 3. 
Mm-hmm. I told you. I told you there's going to be yeah. a ton of trailers for this movie. So Yeah, so many. Um, this was done by Crystal Creative, the custom. And nice. the, it was cut by the homies at Major Major. Sweet. You know, I love Crystal Creative. If, if you ever look at their socials, it's so clean. We were talking like, about it the other I wish, day. <laughs> I wish my life was put together like their social media. This is what we like text it, about <laughs> yeah, during the we're day. Like, my God. You this know is what? why we need a podcast. Yeah, no, we do. So, like, I, I, I've I talked to Tommy various times before on the phone. And before I even really, like, dealt, dived into them as a company, I've I've always told them, like, I love your guys' social media. Like, and they've always told me that it was a vision that they had that they executed. And I love it. I wish, I wish I can do it. I wish I can just take their template and just do it myself. And, but without, (laughs) but not be a copycat. Yeah. I always think I'm going to go back and redo all my social media and get one of those really cool, like Instagram grids. And you know, it's like, I'm kind of straining myself, just posting trailers that we dropped and then like pinning them. (laughs) Yeah. So you know what? Like, yeah, we should definitely, we'll come up with a good workflow. Yeah. Maybe in the new year we start migrating more things over to discord. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the next trailer, I know very little about, but I love the trailer. Um, you might know more information about it than I do. It was Civil War trailer oh, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a good you one. Um, I do. It was AV Squad and uh, music by Evolving Sound, and that's an A twenty four film about the twenty twenty four election. <laughs> no, it's, it's not really. It's about it's about what would happen <laughs> if our country did have itself. that sort of thing and yeah. started a civil war. And there's one scene in the trailer where this guy's got a machine gun on some people and they're like, what are you doing, man? We're Americans. And he's like, yeah, what kind of American? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> that's how I feel every time I drive into Florida for a vacation. Yeah, dude. That's how I felt when I drove into Santa Clara, when I moved here. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, whoa, like, I'm an American. Yeah, what kind of American? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my favorite, yeah, coming into uh, coming to Santa Clara, it was just everyone just telling me how good my English was. <laughs> uh, I've been meaning to tell times. you, by the way, I've been meaning to tell you that your English is really good. <laughs> Thanks, man. You know, it, it's been a long journey, you know. You barely um, have a Vietnamese accent. <laughs> barely. You would think you would think so, you know, growing up in the the rural jungles of Reseda, California. <laughs> it's just you and the karate kid. Yeah, exactly. Dude, the karate kid was basically based off me. So You you taught you taught Daniel how to how to do karate. <laughs> Yeah, I was, at the ripe old age of eight, I was uh, managing maintenance at a motel. <laughs> uh, oh, other America. than that, there was a there was a ton of trailers that I'm just gonna quickly list off because they came out, they made us they made a splash, whether big or small, but they were still there. Um, you know, we had Origins trailer one. We're still continuing on the marketing for Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom. They've been dropping one or two feature oh, yeah. ads alongside two international trailers, which I know that both those international trailers were the same queue by Elephant Music, mm-hmm. which was cool. There was American Fiction trailer two. I think that just dropped like yesterday. 
And then today, we actually got our first look at Spaceman Teaser, which will, when we have all the information on this, we'll drop it. But then I also know that Love Lies Bleeding, which is A24, Trailer 1, dropped today as well. And that was AV Squad. I just yeah, saw them cool. post about it. That's cool. It's, you know, the more I, the more I see Kristen Stewart, the more I feel like she just didn't want to do Twilight because she's great in every other movie she's been in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, really liked her in American Ultra. Yeah, yeah, that's With, a good one. Uh, Jesse, yeah, I really, actually, really, yeah, I liked her role Eisenberg. in it. So, oh, we, real quick, let's discuss or just briefly mention the new trailer for Bike Riders. <laughs> um, in so much as that, it's the same exact trailer, but with a new studio. Did you know this? Let me see. Okay, it I, went from Twentieth saw... Century Fox to Focus. You're right. You're right. Okay, so oh, Focus okay, features. I thought it was tr- I thought it was tripping. So yeah. it's so they just re-released the, the trailer, but it's a, now it's a new studio. I don't know any news about it. I probably should have googled it before I mentioned it. But um, it's the same. It's, it's the same one, and they, uh, yeah, they maybe it's a syndication or they they just sold it over. You know, it's funny when I see it with the focus feature uh, logo and everything before the trailer. For some reason, it's no knock on anyone. It just looks like an indie like it makes you it makes you feel like it's more of like a uh an oscar like yeah yeah maybe maybe i'm just biased when i see focus feature and regency and all that stuff (laughs) pop up before before a trailer i'm just like oh yeah i'm in for a ride you know um i wonder how that works also for clearance for the songs and the and the publisher and stuff like that i believe this was ninja tracks who did it initially three months ago (laughs) yeah i I, because you know, I saw Wildcard post this trailer, and I just assumed in my head it was another trailer. So I was just like, "Oh, that's a new trailer, cool." And you said it. I'm like, "Wait, you're right. It's the same thumbnail. It's the same same trailer." I'm looking at them side by side. Yeah, yeah, just different studio. And you know, it's kind of a funny thing where we're always talking about like the studio that's working on the trailers that we're doing. Yeah, and a lot of time the the studio that we're talking about is actually the distributor, and there might be multiple sure. studios involved with one distributor so it's like we just talk about the biggest we just talk about the biggest one because they're the one that's like paying for it and will usually puts their name on the trailer or whatever but no it's true yeah there's usually a a lot of different production companies and studios and you know before it gets out to the masses I was watching uh, Minari, uh, the A24 film Minari the other day. And then before, you know, the A24 logo or after the A24 logo, it said Plan B. I'm like, oh, wait, that's Brad Pitt's production company. Who knew? <laughs> like, who knew? Like, he, all I know, it was an A24 film. But now I know it was like actually a Plan B, A24, yada, yada um, thing. So Brad Pitt does um, a yeah. lot of cool stuff with Plan B. That's, Yeah. Did you know that Brad Pitt also has like a giant music studio also? Like he's just he's just in it, but he's like totally behind the scenes in all of it too. Like you wouldn't even know looking at Plan B. You're like, oh yeah. You wouldn't say, that's not synonymous with Brad Pitt, you know, to the public. Um, yeah. So there that is the big slew of trailers, and hopefully we will never have to do such a giant crawl of trailers ever again because we're gonna do this. We're gonna do a podcast every day. Yeah, exactly. We'll come on for five <laughs> minutes and talk about every podcast that that drops. Yeah, the last six minutes there has been no trailers. <laughs> and there's a lot more that we can talk about next time. I'm just looking yeah. now on my trailers tab on YouTube. I'm like, oh geez, we didn't talk about any of these, but I don't. Let's not get into it. We've got other things to discuss. Um, 
So today's main topic that we kind of went back and forth on and maybe it was just the month. It's the holiday blues type month. And initially we had all these kind of things lined up and written down and I really wanted to kind of touch on this topic because I think it's very important. Um, And the topic is how to stay motivated. I think in our day-to-day life, when we're kind of going through these things, it's very easy to kind of fall in motion with what you have to do and what you need to do and what you want to do. But sometimes not all those things are super aligned, you know, you know, disclosure on all this, you know, me and McKinney aren't doctors. We're not actually therapists. We just play, play, play them on a podcast. But we like, you know, we, we like to think at least in the general scheme of things that, We're just discussing things that we felt, ways that we've gotten over things. And, you know, initially, and at the end of the day, what really drives us to keep going, because, you know, like we were just talking about earlier, you know, we do have a full slate of stuff, but we always are super thankful for everyone that, you know, has support with us and has shown support. And it's really hard because there are a myriad of reasons to bring us down. You know, I still to this day feel imposter imposter syndrome like it's it it happens every single day i wake up i'm like this is a day everyone's gonna find out that (laughs) i actually can't do a single thing you know yeah um and it's really easy to go down that rabbit hole and you know people will just say you know you just gotta fake it till you make it and i feel like i started in this industry really kind of doing that like i same you know when yeah, like when I used to give notes to composers, they used to respond with, well, what finishes and placements do you have? Well, I have this many, so why should I listen to you? That was literally a comment I've received before. Yeah, so, I've gotten similar um, comments. Yeah, so I've, I started lying and just telling them, this is what the client wants when it's really what I wanted. And I just said clients, so to kind of like get them to do it. And then it would work out and then we just kind of go down this rabbit hole. And then once I've built up enough, once I've built up enough, like, I guess, I don't know, confidence, I don't know, like it, it allowed me to be a little bit more straightforward with what I want. And, you know, of course, being here at Ghostwriter for like the last six, seven years has definitely helped, uh, at least from that aspect. Mm-hmm. So people can really see the experience, but it, it, there's this layer of like, you know, doubt that, you know, we do both have really yeah. about, I, you know, man, Im- imposter syndrome by definition is like self doubt, f- uh, you know, yeah. f- among, uh, like successful people, <laughs> you know, so you can't have that in- imposter syndrome without actually being successful. And it's kind of like, it's just that feeling you get sometimes when you're like, Oh, I've done all these things. Like you were mentioning, you did your year end wrap up. Uh, we did our year end wrap up the other day as well. Yours was like a novella. You had to use like a 10 point (laughs) font and you know, like you were like cramming notes on a, on a cheat sheet for a math test or whatever. Uh, you know, so we all know that you you're successful. And you've got a lot of trailer placements, both as uh, producing customs and as a composer yourself. We know a lot of composers who get imposter syndrome, people who've had trailers on Star Wars yeah. movies and Marvel movies. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a natural thing to to feel like, oh, this is the day they're going to find out. And for, for me, that's like every day I get on this podcast. I'm like, I don't like to talk. 
I'm much better writing. So every time I start opening my mouth, I'm like, oh, what stupid stuff am I going to say? Where people are going to be like, he doesn't you know, know what he's talking about. <laughs> I, I'm the, I'm, you know, I'm the obvious, I'm like the opposite. Like if I write something, I really have to like, every time I write anything, whether it's a post or anything, I read it like five or six mm. times. One, I have, I feel like I'm dyslexia because like sometimes words make sense when I'm thinking I'm writing them and then I read them after I send them to you and they're just complete gibberish. Um, well, English is your then, second language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's actually a funny story because <laughs> it, it really is. Uh, I didn't know English until I was like five or six because my parents only spoke Vietnamese. So I didn't. Mm. It was when I went into Schools. the school system it was actually when I learned English. So, yeah. yeah, who knew? It's my <laughs> second language. But uh, um, but yeah, it's 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 one of those things where, especially in this industry, where it always feels about credit. It feels about posts. It feels about there. There's there's a myriad of things. I got a sound design in this. I'm gonna make a giant spiel post about it. Or it's like, you know, for composers and stuff, it just it, it gets to this point where they're like, man, I'm like kind of driving this force to like be able to show that I have credibility and. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you know, I, I fall, I, I fall into that too, just because like one, I'm super proud of the composers that work with us. I'm super proud of our work too. So like, I definitely lean onto the side. I'm like, I want to be able to support it, whether it's a big project or a small project, but it's like, man, like I always have this like sense of down, like, man, like what did I really bring to this? What did I really do to this? Like, could, could they could have gotten this placement without me? I could have done, you know, like it, it's definitely it definitely goes down this downward spiral sometimes of like really thinking about these projects it, or especially uh, a big one that no one really talks about is like losing some of these projects you know yeah, it's the worst it's it it's it's great to win it, it is but it's it, but it equally is hard to lose and something i fall victim to is i even if i had a great week even if i got a great month a great year and you know like you see all these finishes come from us i'm the only ones i think about are the ones i lost right you know yeah. and, and that's like every so, time we go through yeah. a list on the podcast and we're like oh let, let's talk about this trailer today and you know every one of those finishes is a finish that you know you and i didn't get so you've got some yeah. of that like oh this is one that we could have gotten or even worse yeah. is it's one that we worked on and did a custom for, and we're talking about someone else's finish for it, which <laughs> happened today with a trailer that we talked about. You know, it's like, yeah. it's just like, it's just part of our industry is that there's a lot of different people competing for the same thing and we're not always going to get it, you know, but yeah. And I think that, you know, what I do admire about, um, our relationship to that is that when even if we lost the trailer but the trailer is still really good that we don't ignore that we don't diminish the beauty of that finished product even if it's not what we thought yeah. or not what we did it's like the countless amount of trailers i've seen i'm like i can't i i even text the client i'm like i can't even be mad that trailer was great like yeah yeah um there's nothing i could have added to it or taken i i like it would have been a disservice to this campaign at that point if you just removed this music and put ours <laughs> in at that point, just because this does a really good job. You know, sometimes people are just better suited. There's, for yeah, there's usually a reason so. why it finished and yours didn't, and it's not necessarily. Yeah. You know, maybe it's because it was quote unquote better, 
uh, but maybe it just yeah. worked better and then it, the cut was better with that and then it served the project better you know we're we're all in it for like different reasons yeah. but at the end of the day it's all about the art and you know we're in yeah it. it's about the finished product and whether you felt like you yeah. know oh my track could have been better for this or it could have been more involved in this there's a reason you know they wanted the music to take a back seat they didn't want the music to be the focus they 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 wanted the music just to signify the scale but not overshadow you know so it's like um there are definitely so many cases of that that can happen and then like on top of it it's like um those things is the reason why we can do this podcast on how to stay motivated because any one of like I don't feel like I feel like custom composers and just publishers in general we're we're, we're really accustomed to losses yeah. you know <laughs> like <laughs> um and it's it's definitely something for you know newer custom composers to really kind of figure out and stuff because there's a myriad of reasons why something dies and a lot of it can leave a very sour taste in your mouth on the whole process. Yeah. You know, a thousand people can love it and you do a thousand revisions for it and then it dies because one creative didn't like it, you know, yeah. so or like, focus tests didn't work yeah, out. They didn't recognize tests. the song well enough. You know, the, the people yeah. at the mall that were watching the trailer <laughs> behind yeah, the like, auntie. Yeah. Like, we lost a trailer. Shop. We lost a trailer because the focus testing wasn't even on the music. It was on the cut with that, you know, with your had music. Our music. Yeah. And uh, that that cut didn't do as well by like a few, like by like minute points yeah. only because they didn't show the main actress like a little bit more than the other trailer. Yeah. And then that for for that reason and that reason alone, everything switches gears. So it could be a lot of different reasons. And I think I fall into the I think short term sometimes, especially for like customs. But then there's also I have to take a step back and think really long term um, to stay motivated. Like it if I feel like I'm I'm too um, up close to everything for too long period of time, I get really cooped up in it and i feel like i'm like man maybe i'm a has-been maybe i'm just not maybe i'm just not cut out for this there maybe in the last week i've thought that like three times i'm just like man maybe this isn't for me like you know like maybe 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 like maybe someone else could do a better job at this than me because like for some reason i'm just feeling like you know maybe it's just the, the season but then i really have to take a step back and be like wait i actually love being here yeah um, and that's that's a lot of the reasons why I wanted to do the podcast with you because the podcast was really about connecting on this level without having to be so I don't know I it was more about looking at trailers and music from a spectator standpoint knowing our insight on it more so than being so directly involved in all of them you know we usually try to brush off the trailers we work on yeah it's like an hour a week that we're talking just about the ephemera around trailers and not necessarily like yeah. the trailers that we're working on at that moment um yeah and it, it can get you down you know we're like every week we're hitting up all the tra trailer companies being like yo don't forget us you know we'd love to work on some trailers yeah, exactly. with you and i don't care who you are you could be the most successful you know, person in the trailer business and you're still emailing clients being like, yo, got any gigs <laughs> for us this week? Yeah. Got, you got, you got anything for us? You know, like I'm, I'm free today. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I just finished up 16 <laughs> customs and I got nothing to do right now. <laughs> 
it's definitely like the Monday mornings. The Monday mornings are always the hardest. You're coming off the weekend. If you had weekend work, then you send it all in Monday morning. And then there's just like nothing for even if it's just for a few hours, just like nothing. And um, some clients definitely reach out to me only just to check on my well-being. Yeah. On like Monday afternoons. Man, they're like, how are you doing today? The hardest part about Mondays for me is coming up with a new and interesting subject line for the emails I'm sending out to all the different <laughs> trailers. <laughs> Music supervisors, you know, like what's yeah. something I could say you, you that doesn't sound desperate. It's kind of funny. Maybe it's topical. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I was reading this, uh, I was reading this, uh, sales book and they're like, don't talk about your accolades and don't really want the project or <laughs> there, there'd be some clients that'd be like, we don't really want to give them work because they're, they seem too thirsty. They seem like they want to work too bad. Yeah. So you know, I was thinking about just sending out a mass blast. Everyone's saying, I definitely don't want to work tomorrow. It's like, what's that book? Don't give me any work. The, the <laughs> dating pickup book or whatever, you know, it just negging is like the thing that they yeah. talk about. Yeah. You just be like, what's up? I, I don't care. You got, I don't yeah. care if you have work for me. You guys aren't even that cool anyways. <laughs> I don't even like Marvel. You know, I, <laughs> what's Marvel? I don't like if it's not six figures, I don't care. <laughs> you know, like, uh, it's, it's one of those things too. Um, and I've learned from like a sales perspective also that like, you know, just being really formal about stuff doesn't really work. That doesn't really get you anything. Um, also being too like lengthy, uh, yeah. too wordy of an email doesn't get you anything either. No one wants to read that. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, I've actually, because of this podcast, I've gotten more clever, cold emails to me yeah. from composers and i started using them a lot more because they made me laugh oh, nice. and then they actually they sent me like the funniest email just to get my attention and then uh i think they're just i think they're just being dickheads with me on email, <laughs> but i thought it was hilarious <laughs> because they're like this has got to work they like literally threw in all their threw in all their eggs in one basket to send me that email you know it could have backfired but i was like this is hilarious so i, I got more emails because of it and it's it, you know it's worked out it introduced me to way more people but but yeah i think about it from a client's perspective i'm like do they really want to hear from me right <laughs> At this point, they know what I do. <laughs> yeah, but um, you also know that everyone else is doing the same thing. And so if it's the one yeah. day that you don't do it, you know, is the day they're like, and composers, like you just said, composers are emailing us as well every day being like, yeah, are there any albums you're working on? Any customs we can get on? And yeah. you kind of know who you work with frequently, but sometimes yeah. maybe you're not thinking about a certain person because you're like, you're just in a different headspace and you're concentrating on something else. Yeah. So if you're not constantly reminding people that you exist, do you even exist? Yeah. Uh, which is another reason yeah, why I it's... love this podcast because it reminds me every <laughs> every Sunday night that I exist. <laughs> yeah, it's like a radar. It's uh, it gets on people's radars because sometimes, you know, you never know. Like I feel like I've gotten opportunities because I've just shot my shot. You know, right. just like who knows? If you got something, let me know. And then they're like, actually, you know, <laughs> yeah. actually emails are my favorite because it comes from nothing. It came from a uh came from nothingness in the air and you conjured it yourself by sending out an email. So Yeah. And I, um, I come from a PR background where that's what I used to do. And so I'm I'm used to like getting paid by people to try to get them, you know, get them like reviews and magazines yeah. and like about their tours or their CD releases and stuff like that. 
So I'm constantly going at my emails from like the PR kind of like writing view. And then I like, I'm like, oh, I need to dial this back. Like I'm not like writing a press release, you know? Yeah, no, totally. You know, and like some ways to kind of keep myself motivated, um, from myself. Um, you know, I can I, I came into this industry as a composer, then kind of turned sales guy and then back to composer and then producer, um, is I try, I try to find things that interest me, um, in this realm. Um, like, as you know, I've been, uh, kind of feeling a little sort of like, uh, stagnant when it comes to my own music you know mm-hmm. and, and and how i feel about music altogether so i'm like you know what? i'm gonna create a rock band called the fair loans and just make just ridiculous rock music and see if it in it's just something for me to do and it just kind of kept it keeps it fresh for me and i feel like the biggest motivating factor for me is i always try to find things that drive me i'm like okay well you know um i got all these remixes i got these i definitely want to do this kind of thing. i find things that kind of keep me motivated and invested into this industry you know i'm yeah. like you know what there'll be a time where anime music's gonna be dope <laughs> and it's gonna be a thing i'm gonna make a whole album for it you know so it's like you never know where creativity strikes and I think it's because I don't listen to a lot of trailer music. I listen to a lot of everything else mm-hmm. but trailer music that it pushes me to like want to do more things. Like, like for example, last week I was feeling like that and then the game awards came on and then uh, the no, like no fire trailer dropped and it used alt, uh, alt J's uh, hunger on the pine. And it was such a beautiful song. I listened to it and I spent maybe like an hour just fantasizing about writing a track just like that <laughs> and then <laughs> it kept me so motivated I, I couldn't even sleep that night i was just thinking about like how would i do it like how would i go about doing it? would this even work it worked in a trailer so who knows i can do something like this for a trailer so i find various ways to sort of you know uh keep myself uh stoked on the business and that that's one of the hardest things to do because every day is having a thick skin it's getting the rejections from when i was a composer it was getting the rejections from the publishers until i didn't get a rejection from the publishers to write for an album then i would write for the album and then that would get rejected (laughs) and then i would act then they would reach out and be like hey do you want to write for like the B or C team version of our label. Right. I'm like, sure. Yeah. So I write for that. And then I still got declined from oh, it, man. you know? So it's like, um, and so you're spending a lot of unpaid hours trying to get better then you might get an opportunity to do more unpaid things. <laughs> like I get it. Like all of it is like, all of it can suck, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but like, I, I think about it now in retrospect and you know, a lot of times when you try to think about these things after the fact you romanticize it a little bit more, I'm like, Oh, that was my grinding period. And I was doing this. Um, and it felt hard, but I felt like all of it really prepared me for now. It really prepared me to be able to, you know, handle (laughs) clients telling me like, Oh, I don't have any, but then I got, got you in the next one dropping like a trailer every single day or something like that. You know, I'm like, Oh, they obviously had something. Um, yeah (laughs) you know like 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, we'll use you. Yeah, we'll definitely. We'll think. You know, I remember when I first started with like 2017, and I sat there, <laughs> and then a person came out. I gave them my business card. They yeah, put the yeah, business yeah. card on the table, and they used it as a coaster. <laughs> I don't think they meant it that way, but I still remember every single day. I'm like, they just used my business card as a coaster. And after they're like, yeah. Uh, this year's yeah. been busy we, for you. Trust gotta me. learn to deal and with that rejection. I never heard from them ever again. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's you know it's it's that you know, and I know I have a lot of composers reach out also that mm-hmm. kind of talk about that. They're like, man, I'm feeling like just down. Whether it's about the industry or whether they're overworked, because I you know there are some composers that are just killing it in this game. They're just they're just absolutely killing it, but at what cost? At the cost of uh, them working a lot, working hard, doing two, three, four hundred tracks a year. It's like it's you know, there's so many different levels of staying motivated because being motivated doesn't necessarily mean that like oh trying to stay motivated doesn't necessarily mean like you're not successful because like successful people still have hard time trying to find yeah, you themselves need to, to figure get motivated. Out some also, you, can do you know, outside of maybe work that you're on at the moment whether it's like you know taking a break to play with the kids or the pets or you know go you know sneak off you know both of us i I think a lot of people in this industry work from home even like the trailer shops a lot of people are working from home so you just you know that your days are are different than maybe they were when you're going in the traditional nine to five so you can like you know sneak off and like you know watch a tv show or watch some some one piece or whatever and kind of shut your brain off and reinvigorate and you know go work out go jog take a walk do something like that you know there's a lot of things you could do you can you know listen to a podcast and give it a five-star review yeah that's you know that's something i was trying to implement this year i've been doing a lot more of i've been doing a lot of running uh, this year to keep my mind sharp and I didn't do it necessarily for that. I literally just did that to look good for photos for a photo uh, op when I went to like a studio. I wanted to make sure the photos look good and that was literally my only motive. That was literally my only motivation to do mm-hmm. it. Uh, but after that I kept doing it and I always noticed that I felt sharper after taking just like an hour off to run and do all those things. So um, it has definitely helped but you know uh, it's an ongoing battle. It's you know it's never you're never going to be operating at 100 percent um so you just got to find ways to kind of keep yourself happy even when you dip below like you know 60 (laughs) percent yeah there's you know as as like a one person shop with various like you know uh people i work with outside of you know we have like an in-house engineer but he doesn't work with me at the at the company um so there's a lot of things that i do for for brash that isn't necessarily the producing stuff. And so like, yeah, sometimes I'll like, I'll go in and do a bunch of like metadata updating or, you know, like things that I'm like, you know what, this sucks to do, takes a lot of time, but it's going to make it easier for people to find the music or find the right music. Um, or I'll go jump on, you know, my website and work on some like updates and like swap out some photos and, you know, do some, do a new template or something, you know, do something nerdy and, you know, creative that needs to be done or like a, you know, a video for one of our album releases or something, you know, just, there's just things that I can do that aren't necessarily the thing that day that needs to be done, but can get my brain going, you know, kickstart my brain in a different way and get myself thinking positively again. No, I agree. Like thinking about it, like even when I was back in, 
working in corporate and stuff, I remember they used to block all the websites with proxies and the only website I can open was LinkedIn. So when I was working there, I was still thinking about my music when I got <laughs> home at five o'clock. So I would just spend six hours of the eight hour day just working on my LinkedIn, just making it look really, really, really good. Yeah. So by the time I got home, it was like I had a full time job doing all that but i still got to like work on some things related to my music and then i got <laughs> home and then got to work on music so yeah i feel it man well you know we're always here we have a uh you know we're, that's why we're trying to build a community so that everyone knows they're not alone in this <laughs> yeah we're uh we're all doing the same thing to, to the same goal but for different reasons and in different yeah. positions you know there's like you know that movie Office Space, oh, yeah. where they bring in the the consultants to interview everybody to figure out who they're gonna let go. You know, I always yeah. feel like that one guy that's like, they're like, "What do you do here?" He's like, "I work with the customers so that the engineers <laughs> don't have to." <laughs> you know, that's that's like what we do. We work with the composers so that the trailer shops don't have to. I'm yeah. a people person, <laughs> <laughs> um, but. You know, that's like what we do. We're like, we're like the middle people, but for a reason, because we know how these people talk to communicate, to, you know, take that information and rearrange it and figure out what they're saying. So we can pass it along to the composers that are going to work on it to get them doing what they need to give back to these people so that they get what they were asking for in maybe yeah. the, in maybe a vague or confusing way or just in a non-technically music it like falls on us too because you know I work Pacific time, but not every composer I know works that time. So I, above me, I have I have clocks of every of every time zone I work with, because I need to know what time Australian composers are going to wake up or what time the UK people are going to go to bed and mm-hmm. when I'm going to you know expect a V1 of something. So it's like I I you know I do that so that the agency doesn't have to the vendors don't have yeah. to worry about any of that stuff and you know i handle it from that point so but yeah we're here there's it's always a service for us that's why we keep you know pumping these out and we're you know trying to be more active and by we it's me i'm just trying to be more active on the discord i know mckinney does an amazing <laughs> job with that um all i do is i chime in every now and again i'm like watch one piece and i leave so um <laughs> Drop a meme yeah. and I'm out of there. Yeah, exactly. So next up is our question block. Yeah. So the question this week, I had someone, oh, geez, this is, again, I wrote this outline a week or so ago. Um, but one of the composers that I work with, I think it was uh, Hersto kind of was asking me, why do some labels release their albums to streaming and others release their albums industry only? And what I mean by that is when we put out an album of trailer music and we post it to Facebook and we're like, Hey, here's our new album. It's super cool. Horror music industry only, meaning we're only sending it out to our trailer shop and clients and studios and editors for them to use in their trailers. We're not posting the music to Spotify or SoundCloud or anything like that, where some labels or publishers will release every album straight to all the streaming platforms. Um, So he was wondering why that is. And for me, I do it that way, industry only, because that's the way I was taught. (laughs) And that's the way people would explain it to me when I first started getting into this business of trailers a few years ago. 
was that they were saying you gotta put it into industry only because if you put it, release it, studios aren't going to want to use it because they want to use the freshest stuff that no one's ever heard of. Um, which maybe there's something to that, but then another reason where I, I really was thinking about it the other day, I'm like, what is the reason? Cause I don't think that's a good reason. I don't see that being a, a big reason. I think one of the reasons having to like really think about it and like get real with myself is because we don't want everyone else knowing what we're doing musically to get copied right away. I think that's probably the most honest answer. I don't know. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, you know, um, there are times where, you know, editors always say they want the fresh sound, the fresh unreleased sound. And you only have so many things that's unreleased, but but it's mastered and beautiful. You yeah, know? exactly. Um, we do it um, here at Ghost Rider. We've done a time exclusive. So it'd be mm-hmm. like, it'd be like six to 12 months or whatever. It circulates through the industry first, gets bites, whatever it does. And then Same. after a year or so, it goes up on, it goes up on uh, Spotify and all the stuff like that to, you know, yeah. collect royalties and be able to kind of have that auxiliary sort of um, outlet financial outlet you know for Mm -hmm. for the composers and stuff and it's also a good way for them to showcase their work as well so yeah 100 percent. it's just you know it's the same thing for us as to why we uh you know i know i know you do it also not everyone does it but you know we list all our composers and everything like that for all our finishes and stuff yeah and it's because you know they've worked on it so whether they're in-house or out-of-house composers it they're they're going to get credited for it and uh that's the same kind of thing if it was you know if it was up to me or just up to like from a business standpoint we'd probably just keep all of it industry only forever yeah you know for sure but it's like you know at a certain point in time, we got to like kind of loosen the reins on these tracks a little bit just so that they have a chance to be able to kind of, um, you know, be heard by everybody, you know, have the a amount of, of times, a second life. Yeah, exactly. And you never know because I've, I've had editors reach out to me because they heard one of our songs on Spotify. Yeah, totally. You know, so it's just like, you never know. So I think that the best thing you can do is, you know, Go about your business, drop it, stream, uh, whether it's streaming or industry only, but then be able to kind of pivot on those as well, you know, cast a wider net. And it gives you a better opportunity to be able to kind of uh, continually talk about it. So for me, I also think about it from the quantity of posts of it. So if I post about it industry only, clients know, yada, yada, I can post about it again when it goes under streaming. <laughs> yeah. And I get to post it all over again. And it's a secondary organic type post. So it's totally. like the quantity of posts also helps. So I don't know. I think about it from that perspective also is having uh, the material to be able to kind of do those things. But I don't know. I, I could be completely wrong about it. But that's, this is how we, that's how we've always gone about it. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, that's just the way that people told me when I was getting into it. And then so yeah. I was like, you know, let me ask some people outside of you and me. Um, so I reached out to Kyle McKinney at Rebel AV. He's not my uncle. He's not my cousin. <laughs> I don't think we're related, but I like to joke with him that we are. Um, Kyle McKinney says, I think a lot of the music that's chosen is not whether it's released to the public or not, but whether it's been creatively used in the best way possible to tell the story, set the tone, and sell the film. And doing so in a way that hasn't been done before makes it that much better. A lot of studios will even suggest for us to use popular music. Or something that we've heard on Spotify. Why? Because people love it and it's popular. If it works, it works. 
However, there's so much content out there now that a, uh, I think a bigger issue and conversation is for us as creators to not try to reuse music in the same way in your trailer that has already been done in the past. Um, no, I get it. You know, music being used in the same way in a trailer, has always been something that's like kind of talked about. And it's always like, every time we send out like, let's say customs, old customs or anything like that, their first question was like, has this been used in anything? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And like that, your particular version of it, not like, has any trailer in the history of the world ever used, right? Said Fred, I'm too sexy. You know, it's funny because if someone says something, I always inject it just in case they didn't know. Because the worst thing for me is to be rolling V5, V6. And they're like, wait, we're killing this because it was used in this trailer. So I always just throw it out there. So like when we were working on uh, Sharper, we're working on the A24 Sharper trailer. Mm -hmm. Um, Client asked for, you know, like, hey, we want to do Seven Rings by Ariana Grande. And I was like... Oh, we did that before. We did that for Gossip Girl. And they're like, did it finish? And I was like, yeah, it finished. Like, it was used in that. And they're like, all right. Well, we ended up doing more customs and changing it up a little bit. But it was like, at its core, it was, you know, it's the same song and everything. But I made sure to, like, be very transparent. Whether, it, even if it was us or someone else, you know. If someone was like, yeah, oh, yeah. it would be nice to, 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 to use Weekend, um, this Weekend. So I'm like, oh. I really, I always inject it with, I really loved the way it was used in Miss Marvel trailer, <laughs> you yeah. know, like blinding light was great in that one. So like, I always try to inject just in case because I want them, I want the best possible chance to be able to do something, but not do the runaround of like, we're on version 13 of this. Everyone loves it. Oh wait, it was used in the Martian back in 2000, yada, yada, you know? So, you know, there's, there's some tracks that like are gonna be no goes no matter what like yeah johnny cash's version of hurt you know yeah. in the logan trailer that's always gonna be the logan probably trailer. 10 15 20 years from now it's still gonna be synonymous with the logan trailer yeah. where like guns and roses welcome to the jungle it's probably been used on six trailers in the past 10 years or more yeah maybe i don't know crazy, crazy train has been used like multiple times in the last like four years you know yeah so. or like cashmere by uh led zeppelin you know like yeah those are ones that are just evergreen. They're going to be yeah. able to be used in, you know, maybe not 10 trailers in a year, but yeah, you know, 10 trailers over 10 years <laughs> for sure. No, I get it. But yeah, there's, there's definitely outlier situations where it's almost like hanging up a Jersey number, you know, you're just like, that's never going to be used again from how well it was used. You're like, you're never going to see that again. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, that was a so, really yeah, good I think, question. <laughs> yeah, and I, I definitely think it's interesting. And I, I I do the same thing that you were talking about, like kind of like a timed thing, but I don't have a set time and I also don't put everything out. Yeah. So I think um, next week we've got two albums releasing to Spotify that you know are like a year or more old. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, I just want to get more music out so the composers can, you know, share that with yeah. their friends and family. And maybe something will pick up some traction on steaming and you know, streaming and, you know, get people excited or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, it's funny. Cause like from, from my perspective, I, I don't know what, what's going out on Spotify for us. Yeah, or, for sure. Um, we have like, but we what have, is it like audio machine puts out everything public or am I, is that a, they could, it could urgent be le- urban legend. 
<laughs> I, I don't know. I know. I know. Audio Machine has a, a great uh, website search function that everything's on there, anyways. So that's whether not, it's whether it's out protected. on streaming, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just you can go on their website. Um, so yeah, there's that. But other than that, that's all I know about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's probably a, an argument for everything, right? But the, the yeah. one that I came back to, being honest, is like I just don't want. You know, we just spent six months working on this album yeah and getting all the composers figured out and the tracks we're going to use and you know revisions and mixing and mastering and putting it out shopping it to be like oh you know now everyone knows this sound (laughs) that we're using they can just do their own thing you know it's like uh yeah it's like that intrusive thought in your mind you're like this is going to get ripped off but like it's not yeah (laughs) you know it's yeah i get it hey i get it so um and you know anyone can come and cover our our trailer music yeah (laughs) that's really funny actually we weren't the first and we're not the last (laughs) so see like you know elvis got popular because a lot of the songs he was performing were like you know songs written by other people that had already been released that was just the way things were back in the 50s and 60s and people would come in and like you know release their cover version and there's a lot of songs out there like prince wrote so many songs and a lot of songs of his became popular from other people as well and i i I can't think of any examples off the top of my head it's it's funny because we treat them the same way we treat like hip-hop samples now you know so it's like um it's like daft punk is huge but they also got a giant resurgence also whenever kanye used one of their songs Mm -hmm. as a sample base you know yeah so but yeah it's it's how it is there's no right or wrong here at trailer therapy there's just (laughs) making it dope making it dope (laughs) wow look at that man we hit an hour and 15 minutes on our first episode back that awesome yeah we promised a two-hour super episode so um what else should we talk about (laughs) (laughs) i've run uh, i've run out of steam man we're still a podcast we didn't quit on you in case you were afraid i know it's been a little over a week or so and i've definitely like brian was saying i've had people reaching out to me as well just say it'll happen we're gonna make it happen don't worry about it we'll be back yeah and we're it's, back uh it's definitely uh mckinney he's uh he's the heart and soul of trailer therapy and um i'm like the little brother that he has to wrangle every single time and I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm like Jonah Hill and you're the rock star. I'm trying to get to the Greek. <laughs> <laughs> get him to the podcast. <laughs> so, you know, I, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a crazy end of the year, but um, we've, you know, me and Brian are sitting down talking about what next year holds for us structurally and, uh, you know, building a strong foundation. We've always felt like the first 10 episodes was like season one, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. So we, we wanted to go into 2024 with like a strong punch and stuff. So, uh, yeah, they, this is episode 11, man. Um, you know, be sure to uh, like and follow our podcast on Spotify and everywhere you listen to podcasts and stuff. And on iTunes, make sure not one, not two, not three, not four, but five stars. It cures you. imposter syndrome. So go 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 on right now. Give us five yeah. stars. Yeah, we want to be the five star imposter. You know, we just want to feel like you know we're doing good. <laughs> Leave whatever terrible comment you want, but just get <laughs> the five stars, and they suck. And then yeah. join the Discord. Um, really cool community down there. 
you know, Brian was joking around, but we, we do try to get on there as often as possible and interact with everyone and answer questions. And, yeah. you know, people are linking up, giving their advice on new software for composers yeah. and plugins and libraries. And there's all sorts of stuff. We talk about randomness all the time. So it's a lot of fun. So hit those show notes. Play that outro music.